Welcome to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. Each week, Michael uses his coaching expertise to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Michael is a professional certified leadership, business, and life coach, serving as president of Professional Coach University, executive director of New Normal Coaching, and the lead pastor at Northwest Church. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Here's Michael. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Today's episode, I'll be discussing spiritual retreats, and in the second half of the show, I'm honored to have a friend of mine, uh, Dr. Stephanie Nance, who will be with us to talk through spiritual retreats. But I wanted to start the conversation thinking about a book that I read several, several years ago by Patrick Morley called The Man in the Mirror. And in this book, he defines uh, the rat race. Now, I, I did not locate the book this week, so I'm going to probably paraphrase, paraphrase Uh, his definition of the rat race, but it's something like this, where people spend money they don't have to buy things they don't need to impress people they don't even like. I find that a a fascinating concept in the rat race that, that we try to live our lives in a way to impress other people. You know, our world is enamored with uh, impressing others. We are, are caught up in the, the spirit of doing and accomplishing and achieving. In fact, busyness sometimes can be worn as a badge of honor. You know, it's been said about me, wow, you're, you do a lot. You're so busy. And to a degree, I, I, I think that's true. I mean, I'm happily married. I have six children. I... I'm a coach, leadership, life, business coach, a pastor, a church. I'm a doctoral student. I'm I'm uh, an adjunct faculty member at a couple universities. And some people say, wow, you're just so busy. You know, I'm really not a huge fan of that description really at all. I, I like to think that most of what I do synergizes and it, it, it feeds into the other things that I do. But there is a reality that busyness creeps into my life, just like it does many of you maybe listening today. And I continue to learn to say no to the things I need to say no to. They might even be good things, but I must say no to the wrong things. So I'm prepared to say yes to the right things. Even though busyness is part of our lives, I've, I've learned, and I guess I'm learning, I, I feel like I'm learning this every day, but I, I continue to learn to include what I call margin in my life. And this idea of margin, we're talking about it today as we talk later in the second half of the show, really about spiritual, personal and spiritual retreats. This idea of margin relates in that it's connected from this this thought that we we can call today in this show Sabbath rhythm. Sabbath rhythm. So this word, Sabbath rhythm, two words in there. And, and first, Sabbath. It comes from 
uh, a word that means to cease or to stop. Some people call um, a Sabbath day a cessation day where we stop working. It's a day of solemn rest. Sabbath was originated with God at creation, and it, its observance was was commanded by God uh, through Moses on Mount Sinai. Its its existence testifies of an ongoing relationship with God and and the people of His His covenant. When I think about Sabbath rhythm, and we're thinking about personal and spiritual retreats and and pausing and margin, this word Sabbath carries the connotation of a seventh day. And it teaches a perspective of rest unto the Lord. So in our busy culture, we are taught by God to pause, to rest. The Sabbath every seven days. You know, our lives need margin and it needs space so we can remain whole. W-H-O-L-E. Whole. To remain focused on God, to pray without ceasing, Sabbath rhythm. But this idea of rhythm, I think, is a fascinating concept. So I have a music degree, and I can. You, this will make sense to you. This word rhythm, I can define like this. A repeated sequence of sound. So this is what rhythm is by definition. A repeated sequence of sound. There was a time in my life where God pointed out to me that I did not have a repeated sequence of rest in my life. I I lacked Sabbath rhythm. In fact, here's what I would do. I would become tired. I would become weary. I would be restless in my soul. And I would go to the, uh, like a proverbial spiritual medicine cabinet. I would open up that, that medicine cabinet, so to speak, and, and find a Sabbath pill. And I would, I would consume this Sabbath medication, and then I would go back to potential unhealthy behavior. And I learned that, that I needed a Sabbath rhythm in my life. And God spoke this to me, that, that I didn't need a Sabbath pill. I needed a Sabbath rhythm. I believe it's scriptural for us to consider that we all need a Sabbath rhythm in our life. And in just a minute, we're going to meet a friend of mine, Dr. Stephanie Nance, and we're going to hear her talk about this, where we can, as individuals, take a personal spiritual retreat. But I want us to think about Sabbath rhythms. I'm not just talking about the Sabbath day. I'm not just talking about one day in every seven. But I'm looking at how do we have Sabbath rhythms in our life, focusing on being whole. Sabbath rhythm is about honoring God. It's about honoring God rather than honoring ourselves or focusing on the things that we do. Sabbath rhythm is about perspective. It's keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus. This is Sabbath rhythm. And for believers, including margin in our lives, is a powerful resource See, our day, I'm not talking about time management. I'm talking about margin as Sabbath rhythm. So, for example, just something that I've done in my calendar, I typically put a 15-minute margin in between events in my life so I can remain at peace and, and frame every meeting, every conversation, every assignment 
uh, on the Lord. I, I actually, another thing I've done to create these rhythms of rest and margin in my life is divided my day into three categories, morning, afternoon, and evening. And I can give myself permission to go full throttle in two of those three uh, categories, morning and afternoon. Then I would have to take evening in a slow margin pace or or however I divide that up. And there's another uh, sort of margin resource I'm I'm using in my life. It's called breath prayer. Well, I'll take a, a moment and just breathe in prayerfully, breathing in the attributes of God and breathing out the humanity and and the stresses that are in my life. And as I practice these thoughts, I'm tying it to this Sabbath rhythm where we are resting in the Lord to focus our lives on the Lord, to serve the mission of God. So we don't get caught up in a rat race of trying to feel better and impress people, but to live for the audience of one, and that is our God. I've done very little in my life in the area of a personal or spiritual retreat. But a friend of mine is on today. Her name is Dr. Stephanie Nance. She's a pastor, a professor. She's taught a class that I've attended in my doctoral journey. She's a high-level leader, and she has great experience in this this, uh, realm of personal and spiritual retreats. But before we interview her, I just want to, first of all, Dr. Nance, thank you so much for being on the show today. Well, Michael, thank you. Um, This is such a joy to be here with you. Thank you so much. You know, we have a couple minutes. Would you mind just introducing yourself to our audience today? Sure. Um, I am the Executive Pastor of Spiritual Formation at Chapel Springs Church, which is located in Northern Virginia, so not too far outside of D.C. And I give overall direction to spiritual formation and discipleship at our church that pretty much permeates and shapes our small groups, classes, sermon series, retreats, and individual formation and discipleship. And probably the, or my favorite thing to do, if I can have a favorite thing, Mm -hmm. um, is to lead the retreats at our church. I do one-day retreats and 48-hour um, spiritual retreats. We call them abide retreats. Mm. And I, I just lead a very small group of people. Um, and it's it's primarily to help them um, experience one-on-one time with God. And I just have a passion to help people um, just create space for God to encounter Him and to experience some silence and solitude. Wow. I, I, I find this fascinating. I like the, the idea to create space for God. And you're listening to your discipleship coach. Michael Smith is my name, your host. We're with Dr. Stephanie Nance. And we're going to hear in just a moment about her abide retreats as she offers great leadership in the idea and thought of spiritual formation. So if you want to learn about abiding in God and get some great advice on spiritual retreats, I want you to stay tuned. And we're going to hear a great interview with Dr. Stephanie Nance. I thank you right now for staying tuned and listening. You're listening to Your Discipleship Coach on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life.
we're back. I want to thank you for staying tuned. You're listening to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith. I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. In the first half of the show, we've been talking about Sabbath rhythm. And in this half of the show, we're going to talk with my friend, Dr. Stephanie Nance, about spiritual retreats and her abide retreats. So, so, Dr. Nance, I want to get into this right away. Can you help us just understand what is a personal or spiritual retreat? Sure. Um, I'm going to pull from Ruth Haley Barton, who's a spiritual mm-hmm. author, Christian spiritual author. I think she has a really great definition of this. And um, a, a personal spiritual retreat is an extended time apart for the purpose of being with God and giving God our full and undivided attention. Mm. And I just love that definition because that's, that's exactly what it is. And it actually reminds me of a quote that Dallas Willard used to say, if you don't come apart for a while, you will come apart after a while. Mm. And those of us who are, in any kind of, really any kind of work, whether it's ministerial work or you're just out in the workforce. I mean, we're busy. We're in a chaotic um, culture and we are overwhelmed. We're bombarded and we've got to come away for a while to be with God. Mm. I like that. So it's just giving our full attention to him. So to come away and give full attention, you know, I think about this, maybe we're hearing about it for the first time. So how is a, a retreat, a spiritual retreat different than, let's say, a vacation, <laughs> which is also a great thing, right? <laughs> I, I am all for vacations. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And so make sure you're using your vacation hours if you have them. Um, yeah, vacation, you think of the word recreation or recreational mm. and tends to be, you know, leisure and and a lot of fun and maybe your focus is on family and just stopping for a while. So there is some like the stopping part with retreating for a spiritual retreat. There's a stopping to your work. But um, with a spiritual retreat, you're not going to tend to have you know, your family with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and the focus is going to be on God with vacation. It's going to just be on having fun and just getting away mm-hmm. from your work. Mm-hmm. And and I want to affirm that. That <laughs> um, That is good. But the spiritual retreat, it's leaning into God. And one thing I have found with our abide retreats, um, I don't have to do much. I just create the space for people to enter it. And, and they just start encountering God. And I am so convinced that God is speaking to each of us, mm. that when we pull away from the pressures of every day, the chaos, even if it's just for one day or even a few hours during the day, mm. it's amazing when you just give God that undivided attention, how you start to hear his voice and you realize, man, he is there. He is speaking to me. I'm interested here. And I, I I think we just talked recently and I'm not going to hijack you with new territory, but I'm fascinated with this word abide. You call them abide retreats. Can you unpack for us just for a minute, the power of this word abide? Sure. You know, it comes from Jesus in 
in John, he he spoke of abiding, Mm -hmm. especially um, John's the one that records, the only one that records the conversation that Jesus had with his disciples before he left, where his last words to them, his last conversation um, really um, dealt with this concept of remain in me, Mm. remain in me. And so the idea with abide retreats, you know, I'm not just wanting people to come and abide for a day or two days, but my hope is it it helps them to where when they come back into the regular rhythm, hmm. that they remain there. Mm-hmm. And so it's that remain rooted in, in Jesus. I like that. And you, you use the word rhythm too. this rhythm of remaining. This is powerful. Yes. Dr. Nance, what, what uh, sort of drew you into this? How'd you get started in leading spiritual retreats? Well, it started with my personal experience. When I entered seminary in 2005, mm-hmm. a small group of us went to a monastery um, one weekend, mm-hmm. a professor took us and even though it was a small group of 10 to 12 of us, we had, we were primarily just spending time alone with God in silence and solitude. We would, we'd go to the worship services with the monks, but then we would have our own rooms and just be out on the, on, you know, the grounds Mm -hmm. walking. That was my first experience. And it was fascinating to me. Mm -hmm. And I, I just fell in love with that. And then a few years later, I got into going away on my own 48-hour to Mm 72-hour retreats, and so my first one was a 72-hour, and I, I went to a a little hermitage out in the in the middle of the woods, and there's a hermit that lived out there, Mm. Um, and so he he was really a fascinating guy, and I remember I got there really late, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and. So I, I showed up at this retreat feeling behind already and just rushed. And um, that retreat changed everything for me. Hmm. Just being alone for 72 hours, just with God in the word and walking the woods and just sitting in silence. That sounds And so let me powerful. ask sleeping. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> so you're telling us that napping can be spiritual. <laughs> Napping can be very spiritual. Yes. That's so great. Hey, you're listening so, today to your discipleship coach with guest Dr. Stephanie Nance. We're talking about spiritual retreats and we're so excited to have have you with us, Dr. Nance. Can can you help mm-hmm. us understand a little about what what happens on on a spiritual retreat? Well, um I would say one of the first things is you just kind of get away from everyone's expectations mm. and you just get to be you. Um, so I want to start with that. You get to just be you with God, mm. the the one who created you. You just get to show up and be who he created you to be. And so on my retreats, um, I turn off technology. Mm. Um, I'm not accessible to people. I do let wow. someone know where I'm at. You know, I believe in being safe when it comes to that. Um, But I'm not accessible. Um, So my phone's off or if it's not completely off, it's on airplane mode. Hmm. Um, So I'm I'm not tempted to get in and get on the internet. Um, There's a lot of time and space for just silence Hmm. of just 
um, learning to not have music constantly going or hearing a podcast going. And I, I, I love podcasts. I love music. Um, but this is just to lean into the silence mm. and hear the voice of God, just being alone with my creator. Of course, uh, being in the word of God, I may take a prayer book with me as well. I love prayer books, devotional books. I'm careful with not taking too much because um, mm. sometimes, especially if if you're a, a studier like me, you can get lost in a book just for <laughs> yeah, the sake of knowledge and the excitement of that. And then you can lose track of God mm. with that. And then just coming back to sleep, I do rest. Um, I, I will let my body just lean into what it needs. And I, I find very often once I withdraw from my regular rhythm, my body tells me I am tired. Mm. And so I let it have the rest that it needs. I, I think back to um, the Gospel of Mark in chapter 6, and Jesus and the disciples are so busy with ministry. Mm. And he says to them, come away to a deserted place to rest a while. Mm. Hmm. So powerful. You've brought up several key words, silence, stillness, with God, rest. In just about mm -hmm. 20 or 30 seconds, how, how can someone find where in the world do I go for a spiritual retreat? Yeah, one thing I would encourage your listeners to do is just get on Google and look for retreat centers near you. Look for monasteries. Mm. Um, those are often very cheap. Sometimes if you just have a day, they'll let you come be on, on campus, no charge, and just be present and walk the grounds. Um, I've done an Airbnb before. I spent mm. four days at a cabin up in the mountains a couple years ago. Um, that's going to be more expensive, but don't be afraid to ask around. Ask people if they have... They have a friend with a house or a cabin at the lake or um, in the woods. What and, a great recommendation. Yeah. And I am so yes. glad that, that you're with us. And let me say to my listeners now, are you curious to know if you're ready for coaching? If so, you can visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com and take our free coaching readiness questionnaire. We want to hear from you. Also, be sure to follow Your Discipleship Coach on social media and, and look for our podcast. But thank you so much for listening to Your Discipleship Coach today partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in our in your life. Today's show is sponsored by Heritage Counseling Center at heritagecounseling.com, Chicago Indian Church at chicagoindianchurch.com, and of course, Professional Coach University. Maximize your potential at Professional Coach University. You can become a certified coach or invest in yourself through personal development opportunities. Just visit professionalcoachuniversity.com. Hey, I want you to know that I'm for you, and God is for you. And if God is for you, who could be against you? Thank you so much. You've been listening today on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Thank you for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. We hope you feel encouraged to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Be sure to follow Michael and Your Discipleship Coach on social media. You'll find the links at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. And while you're there, you can click the Give Now button to support this show and to provide scholarships to pastors and Christian leaders to receive coaching. To learn more, visit YourDiscipleshipCoach.com. That's YourDiscipleshipCoach.com. Partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life.